Blog Talk Radio. Rundown. 
I'm not even going to tell you what's on my mind because what's on my mind is what I just talked about, and then I'll save the rest for later. So let's get to the rundown, to get down on the rundown. Tonight we will be talking about it. If you forgot, The Last Dance is a wonderful trip down memory lane. I am calling all Chicago Bulls fans past and present, and if you weren't a Chicago Bulls fan, I want to hear from you too because I just don't know where, where you've been, what you've been doing. Reunited, will it feel so good? Who said they were in retirement? Or were they just waiting for the right opportunity? Well, the opportunity has come, and they will be reunited again. Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Yes, the 2020 NFL Draft, it will tomorrow night. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, the fearsome foursome in the house. (laughs) What else could you want on a Wednesday night? Well, I don't know, but we're about to give it to you. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight are celebrating a birthday boy from this week. So, you know me, I like I like the old school, so this is right down my lane. But this is just a couple of the songs that I enjoy, so I hope you will enjoy them with me. But let's go ahead and get to our first break, and then we will bring in the round table. The fearsome force and will be in the house, and we will we will get right to it. The last dance. What? Wow. Is there is there any? Any any discrepancy, I, I don't know. I don't know who, who can say who else was the best. I do not know. But we'll talk about it right after the break. It's your girl, TJ, LL Sports 2. Just force them up. We'll be right back. Now, if I get my 
That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2, celebrating the birthday boy, Luther Vandross. Uh, what? Man, I'm telling you, artists like that, they will never die because the, the catalog of music that they have left behind for us, we will never, ever forget. All right? Again, LL Sports 2 with TJ. I am your host, TJ. And don't forget, while we're in this quarantine, and hopefully, yes, you are still in the quarantine because... Skip what your government says, especially if you're in the state of Georgia. We, we don't need to be going anywhere right about now, especially the places that they're opening up. But in the meantime, in, in between time, let's talk about something positive. Yes, your girl, TJ, Motivational Moments, Volume 1. Don't forget, get your copy today, 15 for 1, 2 for 25, 16 disc CDs. All right, just keeping you uplifted, um, motivated, inspired. Let's just, you know, let's just keep it positive positivity in the house all right and on that note what 
Woo, I told you at the top of the show, it's going to be a full panel tonight. We got the ladies, the fearsome force that we'll be representing in this roundtable tonight. Let's go and get it started. Let's get it started. Oh, oh, ladies, are you there? Yes, we are. Good evening, yes, ladies. We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Good evening, ladies. Good evening, ladies. Let's get it. <laughs> Woo! Let's get it on. All right, ladies. So I, the first question I must ask, not just keep my fingers crossed. Who did not see episodes one and two of the last dance? Just go ahead, let's put it out there now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a new. It was me, darling. It was me, yeah. And you okay, got right. okay, okay, well, I'm thank you for trying to see. I don't need don't to know how to maneuver this first probably however long it's going to take us to get through it because I'm telling you right now, we got to get through it. Okay, so so Terry, that means you start, and Janelle, you start, correct? No, that That's does not correct. mean that. That's um, not what it means. <laughs> for me and it didn't but I have my recorder set this time so I'll see it tonight I mean tomorrow oh okay so you just have okay okay oh I understand things happen well let me go ahead and just put the disclaimer out there then if you have not seen it we will we're about to talk about it so I don't want a spoiler alert so turn away from your phone lines the, the, the get off the timeline because we, we we've got to talk about this so there is just me and you oh right now <laughs> Anybody has seen it, Tori Fields, I knew you saw it. <laughs> Timeline for it. So let us let us talk about it. Okay, so I know prior to when I mentioned it, uh, Carrie, you said that you really hadn't heard a lot about it, you know, that it was coming up. Um, so let me ask you this. Did you watch the Bulls back in the early 90s? In, in... Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, so you you were a basketball fan, so you, you knew the dominance of the Chicago Bulls back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start off like this. Um, well, I know I know you weren't, you probably weren't expecting that much. You, you, you weren't, um, uh, so let me ask you. When I mentioned the last dance, is that the first time you had heard that it was coming on? Yes, that's, that was my first time. Okay. And I was like the last dance. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. what is it? Okay. But. You know, later right. on, really, once you explain really it, what's going on. Say that again, Tim. So you really didn't have too much too much expectation from it. Would that, would that be correct? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. All right. So let's start there. So going in with the clean slate, knowing not what to expect, what were your initial thoughts, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever you thought? It was. I thought that it was really, really good. And what I liked about it, as far as with, um, you know, MJ, um, with the general manager, you know, coming in and want to change things, and he just told, you know, right off the bat, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Mm. You know, 
um, mm-hmm. because he wanted to get rid of, you know, wanted to get rid of Phil uh, Jackson. You know, exactly. they've won what five championships, and then you just want to, you know, rebuild. Why rebuild something if everything is going fine? I mm. thought that was that was uh that was outstanding, uh, and for him to stand the ground like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, general manager coming in, because you know a lot of people would probably would just bow down and say, okay, well, let's just rebuild. Let's just you know, you know, talk the. the team around and just bring mm-hmm. in people, you know, that they don't need. And then going into, I think it was the second, um, the second one where they, um, well, Michael, MJ, they were supposed to be interviewing him and they was asking him questions about, you know, Scottie Pippen. And he's like, okay, are you going to ask me questions? If you got questions for Scottie Pippen, you need to go and ask him, but it's all about me right now. <laughs> you know, you know, those are the things that I like. Yes. Okay. Great. 347-826-7924. That is the number to talk to, to talk to the ladies tonight. Shout out to everybody on the timeline. Rob, I see you in the house. Ari in the house. My auntie Karen. I said Tori Fields in the house. Brian, what's going on with you? Reginald Johnson, I see you in the house. Miss Denine, Auntie Kim in the house. And y'all, you already know Denise Green holding down that timeline on the fort tonight. All right, so I want y'all to hit me up, Bulls fans or not. I want you to hit me up on the timeline. Tell me your thoughts about what you thought about the last dance. Um, like I said, if you had, if you knew that it was coming on, I want to know because all the anticipation. We have been hearing about this for over a year now that we knew that the that the documentary was coming. So. I want to hear your thoughts, uh, what you were expecting. Did it meet your expectations? Are you on the, the end of your seat at every, you know, at the end of every episode like I am? Um, Terry was just giving us her thoughts on, uh, you know, what she liked about it. Um, so, Terry, I'm going to ask you this because um, just from, from what we saw in episodes one and two, Michael Jordan, he did mention the fact that, he felt that Scotty was being selfish by not having his surgery um, at the end. So let me back up. Scotty tweaked his ankle um, at the end of uh, the 96-97 after the Eastern Conference Finals, but he elected to wait until the start of the next season to have his surgery. He said he didn't want to mess up his summer, so he elected to have his surgery at the start of the 97-98 season so that he could rehab at the beginning of the season because he was upset with management over his contract. Now, we're going to go over some some specifics here in a little bit, but Terry, give me your thoughts on when Michael stated that he felt that Scotty was selfish for not – you know, for for electing to do the surgery, we, surgery when he did. I I mean I I kind of agree with that that he was being selfish because I think he was looking at it from the wrong uh, perspective because he was upset and I, I'm just gonna say he didn't care for the you know general manager so mm-hmm. instead of just having a conversation and, and dealing with the um, general manager then you affecting the whole team. Mm-hmm. You affecting the whole team. You could have, you know, gone gone ahead, and and he may have other reasons why he didn't. But from what I I hear and what I you know heard on the, the show, it was a lot dealing with the general manager. But mm-hmm. I think he should have went ahead if he had the opportunity to go ahead and and um, do the surgery early on, and that way he mm-hmm. would have had plenty of time to re, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. 
three four on LL Sports two A. The last P in the house, Mark. Uh, Mark, what's going on, Mark? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Y'all hit me up on the timeline. Give me your thoughts on uh, your initial thoughts on the last dance. Tell me what what did you think about Michael stating that um you know he felt that Scotty was selfish for not uh, electing to have surgery over the summer, but but uh, choosing to do so um, at the beginning of the season. So um well real quick, let me go ahead and give you my thoughts. Uh, like I said, I been waiting for this over a year. So ecstatic when I found out that they were moving the timetable up um, from June to April. Um, it it exceeded my expectations only in episodes one and two, so I can only imagine what the remaining eight um, uh, episodes are going to be like. Just the trip down memory lane, just seeing Michael from college, even, you know, some of high school, but from college to his first years in the pro. Shout out to the producer um, who who has put it, who put this together. The soundtrack behind the highlights is phenomenal. I mean, you had Eric B and Rakim holding it down in uh, episode one. Uh, disclaimer: Let me uh, put it out there. If you have not seen it, turn away <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you. But it's Wednesday, okay? So you know, every Wednesday we will be talking about the last dance on this show, okay? Because your girl, straight Bulls fan, I'm I'm trying to hold on. In the words of, um, <laughs> what's the name? I'm holding on. Love is strong. Yeah, that's all right there. I'm holding on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about the last chance, kicking off each and every show. So, like I said, if you haven't listened to it, blame it now. Turn away. Getting back to it. So they had Eric B. and Rakim um, holding down episode one. Then they had LL holding down episode two. Just going over the 63-point game in the in the uh, NBA uh, playoffs. I mean, the Bulls, their record was, what, 30 and 57 or something like that. I might be exaggerating. And then we had to go up against the Celtics who had 67 wins. But you would have never known we had that HC with Michael Jordan holding down the court. And I'm telling you, so that, that, I'm just, just a trip down memory lane and just how good he was within the backstories that they're doing, uh, you know, with, with Michael's childhood and then episode two with Scotty's childhood. You know, the, the producing and directing of this, if you saw O.J., um, the documentary that, that they did on O.J., I don't I don't know why you would expect him to be left with Michael Jordan. I mean, it's Michael Jordan. But um, they are really um, doing a phenomenal job so far. Um, I do want to go over these stats here real quick. So during the Bulls championship run, this is what Scottie Pippen ranked. Second on the Bulls in scoring. Second on the Bulls in rebounds. Second in minutes played. First in assists. First in steals. And he was sixth on the Bulls' salary. So he was the sixth highest played, highest paid player on the Bulls roster. And going into the 1978, uh, 1997-98 season, he was 122nd in the NBA salary. The second best player in the league, the 122nd player as far as salary. Now, let's go over his his contract at the time. In 1991, he signed a seven-year contract for $18 million. When you talk about the salaries that these brothers were getting paid, they have set the groundwork and paved the way for these brothers to get paid in the NBA now. But again, so he signed a, a bogus contract. He really did. And even the owner of the Bulls, Jerry Reinsdorf, told Scotty, told Michael that they were both signing bogus deals, said did not mm-hmm. encourage them to sign it. 
but they did. And Scotty, he explains why. I'm not going to go into it because if you haven't seen it. So, um, but I do recommend if you have not watched it, if you had no intention on watching it, please watch The Last Dance. But anyway, so um, so Scotty, he, he gives us his reasons on why he did it. And for those who may not remember, Scotty had a bad back when he was in the league. Um, coming into the league, there were issues with his back. So he was also worried about his health. And he was like, listen, I need to, get, to make sure that I get this money. Did it backfire on him? Yes, it did. Now, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, um, could he have renegotiated Scottie Pippen's contract? Of course he could have. You know that you're about mm-hmm. to uh, go into, um, you know, the NBA is getting ready to make all this, this um, money with endorsements and TV deals. So as a Bulls organization, you know that your revenue is about to explode. Why not share that with the man who has helped put your organization back on the map? There's always an exception to the rule. So Jerry Vines was talking about, you know, when I make a deal, you know, don't come back to me trying to renegotiate. That's a bogus. That's a bogus deal, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. And I have just, um, I don't know. That just rubs me the wrong way. And it's probably why the Bulls are suffering the way we've been for for so long. We had our little spout, you know, with Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah, Luol um, Dang, and so forth. But we've been suffering. So the curse. I believe that the curse is real. Now let's get to our GM, uh, Jerry Krause. Say what you want to about short man and the short man syndrome. Jerry Krause was an excellent GM. Let me just run down his stats for you. He was the GM from 85 to 2003. 1987, he hired Phil Jackson as an assistant and then named him the head coach um, prior to the 89-90 season. Went on to win six championships. In 1987, he worked out the draft trade for Scottie Pippen and um, drafted Horace Grant, the first of our three-peats. Um, in 1988, he traded Charles Oakley so that we could get uh, – he traded Charles Oakley to the Knicks for Bill Cartwright. That was the center. It was kind of rumblings at first but because uh, Charles Oakley and Michael Jordan were really good friends, but it wasn't good for the chemistry. It wasn't – not good for the chemistry. I'm sorry. It wasn't that it was good for the chemistry, but we needed, um, we needed that, that man in the middle. Um, so Bill Cartwright traded for that. We see what happened once three championships. And then in 1995, traded for Dennis Rodman. So the fact that Jerry Krause was um, inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, posthumously, I don't think that that was fair. I think he should have gotten his roses while he was living. Uh, but at the same time, his demise was his own doing. Because just because you are the GM and you do have the power, sometimes you know people abuse their power. So for Jerry Krause to just tell Phil Jackson heading into the 97-98 season. I don't care if you go 82 and 0, you're not coming back next year. Who does that? I mean, Bulls could have went on to win two more, three more. We don't know. But anyway, so shot, uh, my hats do go off to, to Jerry Krause. Um, but with that being said, again, when it comes to Scotty's contract, I just felt like their rules rules are made to be broken, and for him to be the sixth highest player on the Bulls roster is ridiculous. Um, should have been revisited. Uh, I don't blame Scotty one bit uh, for the attitude that he took. I don't blame him for, um, you know, in his mind doing what he felt was right by electing to have his surgery, um, you know, at the beginning of the season versus over the summer. But I will say this in defense of Michael Jordan. Michael was also underpaid. Everybody's saying, you know, Michael, how can you count somebody else's coin? Michael got 33. That was uh, – the 97 year. He had been grossly underpaid mm. those times when he was winning for the Chicago Bulls. So he just got his money right. towards the end of his contract. So to say that, you know, Scotty basically didn't hold up his end of the bargain, 
I can see where Michael's coming from because that's what Michael did. He played out his contract and then from there got paid per year. So I, I see both sides of the coin, but um, I just, the fact that they stuck to their guns, meaning Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause, and did not pay Scottie Pippen, um, that was wrong. That that was dead wrong. And um, I, my my hat my hat goes off to Scotty though. Um, so Terry and Janelle and and a. Lou, if y'all want to jump in here at any time, uh, but like I said, I know I know you guys didn't watch it, but um, but Terry, just real quick, did you have any thoughts uh, from from what I just said? No, no, I I, I agree with you. I, you know, I, like I say, I was seeing it both. I see it both sides as well, um, but. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Okay. All right. Hey, Lou, Janelle, y'all want to jump in and comment? Hey, comment on something I don't know about, so I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I want y'all to be uh, have a conversation. What would you say, Janelle? You I nothing. I don't care what. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm learning okay. a lot though. I'm just listening, and that's how you learn when you when you listen. Mhm. Okay. All right. For those who you, who you didn't see, though, they we they will re-air episodes one and two Sunday night um, episodes. Um, so they start at seven. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time. So episodes one and two. Is that Can I make a slight correction for you? They're actually going to be airing, airing episode one and two tomorrow also. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, check it out on ESPN. Yeah, check the schedule. Airing on what channel, people? ESPN. 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 Yeah. Tomorrow and night. So you have a variety, okay. too, because you have the adult content, which comes on ESPN, and then you have the PG-13 that comes on ESPN, too. So you have your choice of where you, how you want to listen to it. I suggest you go the ESPN route because there's nothing like hearing it from the horse's mouth the way the horse meant to tell you. How it goes down. I know that's right. <laughs> goes down Shit. in the tank. 347-826-7924. All right, so we always tell you to call up the number one so that we can bring you in. And when you do that, we bring you right on in. We're about to go to the phone line here. Let's do it. Hold on. Four zero four eight two three. You are on with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you are calling from. Hello, ladies. Um, Tori from Stone Mountain. Well, in Stone Mountain. Tori, we're rolling on. How you doing? How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? That's this good. Uh, well, it's a struggle in my business. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a it is. Photographer, ain't nothing to shoot. <laughs> I'm over there shooting. <laughs> I'm, when they were showing clips of the last dance, I just took my camera out and just started shooting the TV, so I can get that feel again. But yeah, it's, it's been a struggle, but I'm blessed. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. Well, I, I come on with it. Come on. But so I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'd be the number one, one. Rules fan, but I'm gonna put myself number one since it's you know myself. <laughs> but I'm one A, and you are one A. Hello, you guys there? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm here. Um, but um, I will have to 100 disagree percent agree, disagree with the Scotty. Can you hear me? I think that's Terry. Oh, If you can't hear us, call back in. I don't know what's going on with her phone again. Okay, go ahead, Tori. 
All right, so I have to disagree with the whole Scotty Pippen and the renegotiation thing. First, Scotty, when Scotty initially signed the contract, he was the sixth highest paid player in the NBA. What killed him was not the amount; it was the years, the seven years. And one thing that people felt, and they didn't touch on this in the documentary, and I think that was just to make Jerry Krause to be the, the villain was that he couldn't have renegotiated his contract in 1997 or 98, his final year. He had to wait till he was a free agent. Mm-hmm. He only had the opportunity, and this is actually, you can look this up too. This is this, if you just Google it, he could only renegotiate the contract in 94, 95 season when the new collective bargaining agreement kicked in. But okay. at that time, I don't think he, um, he he was really complaining at that particular time. So when he complained about his money, he couldn't he couldn't get the money anyway because he couldn't renegotiate his contract. So it mm-hmm. was impossible. Now Jerry Krause, I you know again I think they made him out to be the villain, but that was a very easy job because he didn't have PR skills whatsoever. Right. And all. But at the end of the you know at the end of the at the end of it all, I think he ended up signing Scotty to like a five-year, seventy million dollar contract, which was a sign and trade. Right. And uh, and he traded him to Houston. He came he back to the Bulls with with two thousand and three. I want to say signed a two-year, ten million dollar contract. So and it was crazy. At the end of it, he ended up making more money than Michael Jordan ever made in the NBA. That's true. So so I think that I felt like that was just to to uh, you know have the narrative of the villain versus the good guy and Scotty and whatnot. But overall, mm-hmm. I think it was fantastic. The last, I mean, it was, I didn't realize they were name calling him uh, Jerry Krause so bad, though. By in front of the team. Little, yeah, so that was a little disrespectful. But, again, he didn't have people skills, so that caused a lot of animosity towards him. But the crazy mm-hmm. part about it, which um, you can, like, dive into it if you research it some more as well that him and Phil Jackson were real good friends. Like he wanted he wanted the bullets, the Baltimore Bullets at the time when he was a like a scout with was scout with them. He wanted them to draft Phil Jackson. Obviously they didn't. They drafted the Knicks drafted Phil. But he's the one that pulled Phil from the CBA, like you said earlier, to be an assistant yeah, coach under right. Doug Collins and then eventually replaced Doug Collins. So Right. Again, he he and and then even when you think about the players that he did draft afterwards, uh, Tyson Chandler, uh, Elton Brand, Jamal Crawford, uh, players like that that turned out to be Ron Artest, he actually had an eye for talent, but because of his <laughs> lack of PR skills again, his or his people <laughs> skills, it really it hurt him in the end. So the end. I think that's I think that's what it really is, and. and Eddie Curry, he 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 had Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler. He brought in Jalen Rose. Oh, he's he he has an eye for talent. He he made some misses as well, but yeah, that was yeah. I give him his credit. Now he he knows how to put together a roster, and he put together he pretty much put the Bulls roster together during the championship run. Everybody except for Michael. So I mean, I can't yeah. take anything away from him. Um, but real quick, Corey, so I want to hear your thoughts on um, how do you feel about Michael? Though, do you think Michael um was fair in saying that Scotty was selfish? Yeah, I mean, and I, I think it, it rightfully, yeah, he was because Michael looks at it like for the love of the game. You do everything right. for the love of the game. I love the little analogy with nine, uh, nine pills that cure your headache and one kill you. I love that yeah. part of the, of the show. 
So Michael's looking at it from a player, and I think that's why elite players can never be good coaches because they think they have a different mentality. He's mm-hmm. taking for the love of the game. He's, to me, saying, if you love the game, Scotty, like I love the game, you get that surgery done so you could be out there on that court to win. Right. And I, and I think that's where he's coming from. I think right. at the end of the day, we never really want to count nobody money. And if somebody is upset about money, even though I felt like he still didn't have that right because he couldn't renegotiate, mm-hmm. um, you know, you never mess with a man's pocket because at the end of the day, right. yeah, Jordan wasn't making money in the NBA, but he was killing an endorsement. So he's not he's exactly. not on your level, obviously. So, exactly. But but I do I, I do agree with him in in mm-hmm. that aspect of it. So okay, all right, three four seven eight two six. Seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the roundtable. Fierce sports and in the house. Tori Fields, Cass uh, Paula here tonight, talking about them Chicago Bulls in the, the, the early nineties. I mean, the rain was, was supreme. So I'm I'm just loving this uh, trip down memory lane here. Um, but I, I totally agree. And like I said, and, and Michael even said it. You know, he was like, honor your word. You know, you gave the organization your word. Um, you know, you should just went ahead and did the surgery and uh, been able to come back at the beginning of the season. And then I think, like you said, the story that they told when Michael um, broke his foot. Um, but, the, but the one story that I really enjoyed was when he did come back and that last game uh, when, it, when it could have put the Bulls into the playoffs. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, his mentality. And then the fact that that kind of soured his relationship with ownership from that point on. And that was, what, his second year with the Bulls. So that means, yeah. you know, just from that point on, he was like, okay, listen, we ain't, we're not on the same page here. I play to win. I don't care what the record is. So, uh, again, I think it just gives us a little bit more insight to Michael's mentality as well. But on the flip side, you know, I can, I can still understand Scotty's point of view because it's like, and I'm sure Scotty knew that at that point he couldn't, you know, renegotiate his contract. But the thing is, when you could have, you didn't. We all know that Scotty Pippen was the Robin to Michael's Batman. We all know what Scotty brought to the Chicago Bulls. So whether you paid him with 94, 95, he had earned his money by that point. So the fact that you, you, you didn't take care of him when you could have, I, I still have blame, blame I management. I one question that. with that, though. What? I have one question with that, and it's dealing with the NBA. And just mm-hmm. going off your memory, when was the last time you ever heard of an NBA player renegotiating a contract? You it didn't. Doesn't, to me, huh? You didn't. You don't. I mean, that happened. And, I mean, you knew what Sam brought it. It, But that's what the thing. He didn't complain about it when he could. He complained about it when he couldn't. And I'm like, who well, is, I, who is I, your agent? <laughs> well, I understand. And that point, but you're just saying just because he didn't complain didn't mean that he didn't deserve the money. So just because I don't complain yeah. to you that I that, that I'm do this, you awake. I have to force yeah. your hands. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like that. That mentality is just not good to me. If a man is, is proving his worth, and you know he has elevated your squad to a phenomenal height. I mean, they were as good as the Beatles. They were as worldwide known as the Beatles. Nobody was talking about the Bulls before uh, Scotty came with Matt, um, and, and Michael Jordan. So okay, but I'm going to tell you this part, too. I don't think it's good enough reason. But I know you're a Bulls fan as well. Do you remember the that they were going to trade uh, him that year, 94? The year Michael left. Well, not the year. The year Michael came back, actually. Right. They, were, the they actually had a deal in place 
to trade him to Seattle for Sean yep. Kemp. And yep. I don't think the doctor did he did he even talk about that in the document? I don't even know if they even talked no, about that. No, they didn't. They didn't speak on that. No, and they didn't and even then, speak on how how Scotty held down the team when Michael did go play basketball. I mean, basically, yeah, because they were fifty five and twenty seven. I want to say the year, the first year, and they got their focus called on him on Hugh exactly. Davis against the Knicks. They could have went to the finals that year. So I yeah. just said, I, I just feel like the organization, they did Scotty wrong. When they had the opportunity to take care of him, they didn't. Yes, they forced his hand um, to win, you know, when he was won his money. But if you think about it, $2.8 million, that's what Scotty was making the last year of his contract. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's embarrassing. It really but they couldn't do nothing. That's what I'm – okay, if he would have renegotiated his contract in 94, the salary cap was $23 million. So it wasn't like he was about to break the bank. I think sometimes we're, we're in a mindset of comparing what players make now versus then. No, no, no. I'm, I would never do that because it was, it's two totally different uh, areas or arenas. I mean, my, I mean Michael, it, Michael only makes 33 for a year. Yeah, 36 so it, yeah 33 and, and 30, I think, the year before that or something like that. But, um, yeah, but, again, but in those two years that he got that money, because it was another jump in the salary cap. That's when they, the, that's when the Bulls were absolutely unable to do anything with Scotty. So that's why I'm saying it made the number look worse than what it, it was. Because I think one of those years was the first, like Kevin Garnett signed that crazy six-year, 126 million dollar deal. It was, right. it was one of, it was one of those years. I can't remember 96, 97, 98. I don't remember what. 97 or 8, I think. I can't remember exactly when. Yeah, I want to say 98. Yeah, so that's when it was that real big spike in the salary cap. And that's when a player starts to really, truly get paid, paid. But, and Pippen got his late. It's not like he never got it. I mean, he he got his late. And I'm I'm happy about that, but I just, I don't know. We we, we will agree. When you look at seven year, 18 million, you look at seven year, 18 million. Uh, I saw a post today. They were comparing it. That's for people who play video games. They were comparing it to GameStop. So they, you can buy a fifty-nine dollar ninety-nine cent game there, and when you want to sell it back to them, they only, they only want to give you five dollars for it. So that's what they were comparing the Bulls organization to GameStop. Like, yeah, we we're not gonna give you no money, but we want yeah. all the product. So, but I feel you. I understand. All right. Well, uh, we we Thank can you go for back. Having. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for calling me tonight, Tori. Thank you for having me. Yes, love it. All right, you be safe now. Okay. And I'm I'm speedy, you know, that you're able to get back to work here real soon. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right. I'll tell you what, with that, we're going to jump into a quick break, ladies. I want y'all to, to digest on that and marinate on what, what Tori was just talking about. And uh, when we come back, we'll just tap on it for a little bit. Because, you know, we, we heard the news today. Reunited. Will it feel so good? Rob Gronkowski has decided to come back to the NFL. What do you say? So it's so much more, so much more for us to talk about. We will get right to it after the break. It's the ladies. Okay, 
It's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. Yes, they, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And we do have the fearsome foursome on the round table tonight. Ain't Lou, Terry, Janelle, and TJ. Like I said, another little bit of Luther for you tonight. Sorry about that, y'all. I got excited and started the song over. I didn't mean to do that. But a little Luther for you. <laughs> That's my niece. Hey. Excited. Hey. I can say it when I, when I make them. It is what it is. It's excited. I'm telling you, this last dance just has me. I think I understand what, what people say when they get high, because I, I just feel like I've been floating since Sunday. I thought power was excited. Man, this got me on the edge of my seat. And to think, I was going to record all the episodes and try to watch them at one time. Not. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded, it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good, but um, all right, ladies. So, uh, you know, did anyone want to comment on 
sorry about that. I know Terry, uh, um, Tori and I kind of took over the conversation there. You know, Tori and I, we can talk about the Bulls all day long. But um, did anybody want to comment, comment on, on anything that um, Tori, Tori talked about? I just want to say that Tori gave God the glory. That's all I want to say. Well, all right then. He did do that. Okay. That's all it is. <laughs> oh goodness. You are you are on tonight, I do. All right. Terry, now no? Nothing? Nothing makes no. good point. Okay. Oh, say that again now. I said he made some good points, but I still feel yeah. like wrong is wrong. Yeah, I know. It's just like, so just because I didn't ask for it, that don't mean you can't just offer? I mean, it's like, I have to, I have to I mean, show me you appreciate what I'm, right, show me you appreciate what I'm doing for the Yeah. I mean, the Bulls were rock stars. That organization was nowhere near that before them, before those two brothers uh, graced that team. But, like I said, he didn't eventually get his money, so that was good. And he did come back and do another stint because that that ninety seven ninety eight season, Scotty said he would never wear a Chicago Bulls uniform again. That's why I say never say never. Never. That's don't right. Because <laughs> you don't know what you will come back and do. Okay. All right, ladies. So let's see real quick here. Um, just some more NBA news. Um, I don't know if you if you all had heard. I want to say back in early part of February, um, Vanessa Bryant, and shout out to, you know, just the Bryant family, um, over the weekend celebrated her first anniversary, you know, without Kobe. Um, Shout out to the WNBA for uh, making Gigi Bryant and the other two uh, members of her team, honorary members of the WNBA. So shout out to them. You know, that had to be a hard weekend for Vanessa. But um, earlier in February, um, Vanessa Bryant, she had filed a suit versus the helicopter company, um, the helicopter owner, I'm sorry, and it cited that the pilot was careless by flying in cloudy conditions. Well, I don't know if he did that preemptively, but it might have been a good idea. There were um, four more family members, four out of the eight passengers who are now suing, and they are suing um, the company that owns the, the helicopter um, that they're targeting. But suit does not name the pilot who also perished in the crash, um, Ara Zobayan. So he is not a defendant. But um, it looks like the families of the of the victims are now, you know, joining the suit with Vanessa Bryant um, for the helicopter crash from January 26th. All right. So, um, la- uh, ladies, any thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, yeah. Well, I... I can understand, you know, why she's doing it, but it ain't like she need any money. But maybe it's just the principle of the thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just it's sad. Right. That, uh, you know, because it, it's not going to bring Kobe back, you know. You know right. Or Gigi. Nor, nor her daughter. So Yeah. Um, it's just sad. That's all, that's all I can say. Okay, Mr. Send, I just want to piggyback on on something you just said. Sometimes 
when sometimes when someone brings a lawsuit upon a person, it's not always about the money. She could be trying to literally put them out of business so that they don't do this to someone else. It could be the point that said she's trying to make them show accountability for the fact that they did this. It, people bring lawsuits for many different reasons. We all know she doesn't need the money, but we don't know what the reason behind her bringing this lawsuit is. That's true. You're right. But uh, I just think that it would bring up more, for me, I think it would just bring up more pain and and uh, make hold them, make them accountable. I can understand that, what you're saying. But, um, you know, everybody's different. Terry, your thoughts? I agree with Janelle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, she, like I said, she could just be holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. So that it don't happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I um, you know me, I always I, I like to play devil's advocate or be some kind of cynical at times. When I first heard it, I said that's the way you get out in front of it. Because if you think about suing, who would be the first person that they would come after? The money man. Oh. Oh. I put myself in that position first, and I get out there and sue first. I'm putting it out there, yes, you know, it's not about don't come after me because we weren't the ones that caused the accident. That's just me, my personal thought. But um, I definitely didn't, you know, didn't associate it with, with the money because, you know, like you said, they, lose. they they definitely don't need it. But that is a good point, you know, that you bring up as well, Janelle, just to, um, you know, make sure that it doesn't happen again. But I felt that that's the best way to, to get them off of off of the Bryant family as well. You know, so Col- did Kobe agree with them to uh, to take off? He was in agreement with them to fly. Well, I, I mean, but he's not the pilot. I know, but you know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, but wasn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he want them to fly because they didn't want to be late for the game? Uh, yeah, I mean they could yeah, have so they could stand in a timely manner. But if if the, if mm-hmm. I would hope that South would over would supersede trying to get to a game late. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we really I know don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure my uh, Kobe heard how JFK died. Mm-hmm. JFK. Yeah. But again, we'll never know. Right. Shout out to Alberto. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. My Aunt Karen says, I remember how we screamed on May Street for our bulls. Yes, we did. I know they probably called the police on us plenty of times. Police rolled down May Street. So what is going on in that house around yonder? And we were tempting them. <laughs> yes, we were. I lost my voice plenty of times going to work. They were like, Tina, are you sick? No, I ain't sick. The bulls won. Oh, we lost one. It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and move to the gridiron here. Reunited. And it feels so good. Ladies of the NFC South. Hey, Lou, I'm sorry if you feel like you're being left out of this conversation today. But I have got to talk to the ladies of the NFC South. Terry and Janelle. Are y'all right over there in Falcon Land? No. What?
so that he could join forces back with his Batman. This is his Robin. And come to the Bay Buccaneers. I thought it was a joke at first. Let me just be real. I thought it I thought it was a joke. I, I really did. And then when I realized that it wasn't a joke, I I, I said, That's it. Uh we now are gonna become the worst team in NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Panthers? Okay, I am gonna save it, I'm gonna save it, I gotta wait for Terry. But that's real what you thought that you are now so no faith, no no hope in, in in the Falcons. You went out and acquired Dante Fowler. Do you do you if you understood the moves that they made, they got rid of some of our key players and yeah. I'm replacing them with people that we have no idea if they healthy. We have no idea who these some of these people are. Some of these yeah. people they done brought off of retirement. It's like, okay, what are you doing to us right now? So no, I have no faith right now. I have no faith. I'm still going to my team. I still love my Falcons, but I'm just going to be real with you. We we got some hurting going on right now. Wow. You better say it. You better say it. Because I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on the Falcons, but, you know, when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, let me go back and do some research. I said, well, I know he retired. Rob, he retired. Um. Blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, okay, is this for real? <laughs> and uh, then when I found out that it was for real, <laughs> I said, it's for real. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, we are really in trouble. Like, mm. and I said, we got real, you know, we lost some key players, and we mm. don't know, you know, how these, you know, the, the replacement, how they are, you know, what their skills are. They haven't been able to, you know, to practice together or anything like that. So, you know, everything is just up in the air for us. And you know I don't like the books anyway. I'm about like Janelle when she don't like the um, Saint. I don't like the books. <laughs> so I do not like the books at all. Oh, and you know one thing about the books oh, yeah. too. It really doesn't matter what who they have, who they have injured. The books always play the Falcons very well. I mean I know it's a divisional rivalry, but you know sometimes yeah. you can kind of. Or you might split, you know, with, with with your division or whatever division rival, but the Bucks always seem to play y'all hard. Um, man, uh, what well, real quick? Hey, Lou, yeah. your thoughts when you heard that, that Gronk was coming to the Bucks? Yeah, I just heard that. And uh, but you know, I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about my side of town. You know, somebody else might might need to be worried, but not ain't Lulu. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. I see you in the house. Eric, thank you so much for coming in. Hit me up on the timeline. What do you think about Gronkowski returning back to the NFL? Now, you know they said when uh, when Brady first went to the Bucks, they said that there were teams that were uh, inquiring, saying that they wanted to come and play with Tom Brady. So now we, it seems that Rob Gronkowski was, was one of these players, but they also stated that Tom Brady was a very integral part in, you know, the the, the talking. He had a, he played a big role in uh, the Bucks exploring this trade. So it is a trade for for Gronk. Um, he had one year left on his Patriots deal. He was set to make eleven million, and that was that kind of handicapped the 
the uh, Patriots organization, so they were really happy to unload this contract. And shout out to the Bucks for willing to absorb the entire contract. So um, he's going to be it's a one-year contract for ten million. And Gronk he um, texted Fox Sports and he said this: "I quote, I'm back. I always said when I have that feeling and it feels right, I will be ready to take the field again. And I have that feeling. I'm ready." End quote. So. Yeah, Gronk has had a year off to rehab his body. They say that he has lost weight. But, ladies, I want to pose the question uh, because we all know. Have you seen him? Yes. Yes. And he looks good. He looks good. He looks like he's. Yeah. You seen him, Janelle? Yes. Yeah. He looked so he looked tiny like he was what he was looking like. Exactly. He looked like this. I, I promise you, this whole thing, I feel like it was a setup. I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like it was bamboo. a setup from the get go. It was a setup. See now, Janelle, talking about a conspiracy theory, Lord help Yes, I, that's right. I said it. Oh, goodness. Uh, doing. Wrestling or something, whatever he was wasting his time with, but not this. Yeah, he 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 does look good, but you know, let's be real now because if this was Brock and and Tom Brady of old, you know, would the Patriots really have been willing to let them walk? You know, I mean, we all know that how how Bill Belichick rolls. You know, he always does seem to get rid of a player a year or two before they reach their. But he did keep Gronk with all the injuries that Gronkowski had. Uh, and, you know, he didn't he didn't move Tom Brady until Tom Brady decided it was time for him to go. So um, do you, I guess I, I want to say, how much of an impact do you think Brady having his security blanket um, is going to, you know, to, to, to foster for, this, for the Bucks? Because like you mentioned, Janelle, they are a new new squad coming together. It's going to be a totally different off season. They won't be able to, you know, get that timing together with the other teammates. So, um, do you really see this this being the the you know kind of the team that that catapults the, the Bucks into that NFC championship? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. we're talking about Gronk and and. And his ability to read his quarterback like no other pair I've seen. Yes, I honestly believe that this is going to put a nail in a coffin for a lot of folks. The two of them play so well it's crazy. Yeah, you like it's a lot of animosity. I'm pissed about this. It was a shut-up from the get-go. This one talking about he's retiring. This one off spoofing doing what he's doing. And look where we end up. In the NFC South with us crying. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Terry, your thoughts? Do you think this is going to be the Batman and Robin of old? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. I I I agree with Janelle. Um, mm, it just ain't looking good. <laughs> it's heartbreaking, ain't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. All right. Yes, it is. Hey, Luke, they just sound good. Uh, 
and busted, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they sound they sound defeated. You're not defeated, baby. This is not the end of the world. Anything can happen. Y'all could grab three guys for, for this team. You know, we kind of brought back memories, you know, when I didn't know who these guys was on my team, and y'all laughed at me, like, <laughs> because I had no namers, you know, like, you know, with my Clippers, and then we got a, a big name, and then a lot of these guys left uh, left my football team as well. You know, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen, but looking at the way the squad is, the squad that they have and the squad that we have, even though, you know, we have new people, but the thing is that maybe we may have a chance if they had a chance to practice one-on-one, you know, practice together, but without, you know, that contact and, you know, running the plays and, like Janelle said, that that eye-to-eye contact, I don't see it happen, but anything's possible. But I, I, I just don't see it happen. I agree. I see in the house, Melvin Niner. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight, Eric. I see you. Yeah. Well, you know what, ladies? I am just so proud of y'all because just the reality of everything and and you know how you were approaching it. Now I'm really surprised that you are um, uh, revealing the defeat at such an early stage in the season. But I understand. Because uh, y'all it don't right. mean it, it don't mean we don't root right. for our boys. We still love our Falcons. Let's be clear on that. Yeah, but I, I know. Saying, but when you it's get looking the forward, kind of bleak the right now. I'm just saying, y'all got the forward. Because the forward y'all troopers, y'all troopers to the end. I'm proud of you. Yes, they're troopers, but they are they are also realistic fans. And the NFC South, uh, let me tell you something. Um, Sean Payton, he decided that they were not going to have any off-season programming. So he told his team that, listen, you know, we'll get together. Um, I think it's May. Is, I want to make sure I get my dates together. I think it was May 23rd, though, that um, this off-season, this virtual off-season programming that the teams could participate in. But um, Sean Payton says, no, we're good. We'll, we would just get together, you know, when the season, when they make it mandatory for you know, the teams to um, start putting everything together. So it sounds like Sean Payton really is not concerned with what's going on over there in Tampa Bay land, um, but they have the continuity, I, I do believe, that the New Orleans Saints do, um, where they probably don't have to do the virtual so much because they are pretty much coming back intact. Um, they're adding Emmanuel Sanders um, as a wide receiver. But other than that, uh, but I think that speaks volumes. Panthers and the Falcons, they ain't said nothing about we meet. So they might be meeting right now. They might be holding some, some uh, illegal uh, social distancing <laughs> rules being broken. But if, if I'm just, Janelle and Terry, I'm going to put it out there now. If you hear that the whole Falcons organization come down with COVID, you're going to know why. Because you know what, TJ, knock it off. They are doing some things over there in Flower Branch. They have to be. And the people in Carolina, too. Because it, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> she said you don't even know you what. You know you ain't right. I'm just saying. Mm-mm. It's not like they went and got a defensive player from from the, the Patriots. Um, I mean, it's not even like they went and got Antonio Brown. They went and got the man's right hand. I mean, Tom Brady, he has what four fingers and a thumb. 
But you got to do that. He functions better with his right hand, baby. Come on. That's what I'm saying. So they've given Tom Brady everything he needs. He has two powerhouses on the Mike Evans and and, uh, Goodwin. And when he he don't give them the championship, they're going to be upset with him. (laughs) Say that again, Angelo? When he doesn't bring them the Super Bowl. When they don't win the Super Bowl, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be really upset with them. Oh, well, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they can do all they want to, but, I mean, they, they still got to come <laughs> to, the, to the NFL champions. I mean, you know, you can say what you want to, but, we, you know, we, we still reign. We reign supreme. I'm I'm claiming that. I don't know what we're trying, trying to do with giving away these draft picks, but, uh, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to say anything because we were kind of silent last year. When it came to movements and requirements and, and all of that, we, we moved in silence. And you see how, how, how loud silence can be. Hello. One of them. Just saying. Okay. With that note, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling somebody, oh, you know, how we let go of the league. You know, they try to put us in the same boat with the Falcons. I said, listen here. One thing is, we didn't lose that bad. And two, in order to lose the Super Bowl, you have to be in the Super Bowl. So I just, what? Say what you want to. Just spell my name right. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump into a quick break. You're so raggedy tonight. Chanel, <laughs> 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 not raggedy. We're going to go ahead and jump into a quick break. on the outside. It will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics. We'll be up right after the break. You know we have a lot of show left in the house. Let, let me go ahead and just do a roll call. Terry. What's up? Janelle. I'm here. I, I'm here. Hey, Lou. Present. And TJ. That's the fifth and fourth one for you. Let me tell you something. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
timeless hope that never, 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 when I feel that way. Call to talk to the ladies tonight, the fearsome foursome in the house. Classic Luther for you. But as I said before the break, it is time, it is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. So that just means it's time for only one thing. What is that you ask? I'm so glad you asked. It is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LO Sports 2. I have three birthday tributes for you. On April 27th, Willie and Lena's daughter, niece April, will be 32. This beautiful and intelligent woman knows what to do. She loves God with all of her heart, and from his word she will never depart. 
She's a sister and daughter and peacemaker. She's a cheerful giver and not a lawbreaker. Niece Michelle Hayes was born on the 27th as well. This daughter of D'Angelo and Carolyn is a Southern Belle. She's a wife, grandmother, sister, and praise dancer. Always in the word, ready to give everyone an answer. For the reason of the hope that's in her, as she allows the gifts from God to be stirred. Lastly, happy birthday to my brother, Darius Wayne. Born on 428, he's the uncle that loves to entertain. He's a brother, son, father, and grandpa. And I'm continuously praying that God will draw Darius with his course of love for good. As Darius totally surrenders his life in his adulthood. Happy birthday, April, Michelle, and Darren. If I could, I would fly y'all to Paris. But since I can't, I send you birthday greetings and look forward to seeing y'all at one of the next family meetings. All right. Paris, wonderful. But Uncle Wayne might get lost. He might not come back. You're not right. You're not right. I wasn't going to write about the coronavirus. Next week I'll probably be writing about this this movie because I've I've already recorded. I put it on record for Michael Jordan. So I'll probably be writing about that next week if I don't have any basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I don't know. Hey, Dr. Shout out to you in the house. Yeah, okay. Just make sure you're recording. I'm telling you this. Yeah, you got you got to be, you have to be ready next week, Angelo. No, I already went in while you was talking to uh, the young man. I went in and, and, and found it on ESPN, and I recorded one, two, three, and four, baby. Okay. Ain't Louis ahead of the game. You better recognize. Okay, well, you ain't ahead if you get if you ain't seen one and two yet. Okay, so just slow down. <laughs> you are behind the eight ball, okay? That's this week. I'm about to get caught up, baby. I'm about to get caught up. Watch me. <laughs> Come on and catch up on up there with us. What's up, Jay Johnson? I see you in the house. Monroe in the Monroe in the house tonight. All right, y'all, but great job, as always. Yes, happy birthday to my, to my family members there. All right, ladies, so uh, let's go ahead and get back to the gridiron. So it was, oh, before I forget, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm all over the place. Ladies, May the 9th, that is the date that they are projecting that the schedule will be released. So something for us to look forward to. Um, you know, they keep saying that, you know, this is a fluid motion, you know, it's Nothing is really set in concrete, so we're kind of, you know, moving as as they can anticipate things. But, um, again, so far the schedule is still projected to be starting in September. Um, everything that they're, that they're doing as far as meetings and stuff like that is going to be virtual. Um, we, we'll get into the NFL uh, draft here in a minute, but they are. Yeah, the season started in September, so the schedule should be coming out May the 9th. So make sure to um, circle your calendar for that because I cannot wait. 
And uh, real quick here, the uh, in a little bit of Ravens news, quarterback Lamar Jackson, he is set to be on the cover of Madden NFL 21, stating that, uh, quote, it was always been a dream of mine since I was a little kid, end quote. Now, for, you know, all the football fans here, we know that normally the cover of Madden is not something that you want to be on because it's said to be a curse. However, I really can't remember the last person that was on the cover of NFL Madden. Janelle, do you? But this curse might be broken. I do not. Might be broken. So, shout out to Lamar Jackson. Let's hope that it remains broken because I do not want anything to happen to that brother. I need for his 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 career to excel. I don't need any anything prohibiting that because uh, him and old Patrick Mahomes they're going to give us something to look forward to for quite a while. What's up, JB in the house? Emma, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Uh, JB, I want to hear your thoughts. Gronkowski and uh, Tom Brady are meeting back up. You know, Batman to the Robin. What what say you for the NFC South? You know, we have two Falcon fans on the line, and you know they it seems like they not feeling too secure in the Atlanta Falcons this year. You never know. You never know. You have to keep on watching. All right. Oh, well, real quick in Forty Niners news. And Janelle, you had you had kind of posted to me when we first heard about it. Um, I was kind of shocked about this, but our GM, John Lynch, he did confirm that there had been discussions about quarterback Tom Brady telling the Rich Eisen show that when rumors heard Brady wanting to come home, um, that sparked some discussion. And they say that, you know, the team fully believes in Jimmy Garoppolo, though, but, uh, you know, it did spark some discussion. What could they possibly have discussed? I do not know, because I know you weren't planning on moving, moving Jimmy. Um you have to look past what one or two years that Tom Brady could give you, plus you're giving him all this money. So what, you thought you was going to put Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench and bring Tom Brady in for a year or two and just waste a whole bunch of money? What in the world? But they didn't get my blood pressure. What in the world? <laughs> I just don't think that's something. You know, some things you can just keep, keep to your grave. They could have just they, John could have kept that to himself. I didn't really need to know all that. But all right, y'all, let's go ahead and get into it. NFL draft, NFL draft tomorrow night. The start, official start of the NFL season. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, yeah, happening. Happening in the right direction. So, I'm excited. Um, ladies, uh, any, any player that you're – um, ex- excited to see like what happens with them. Um, are you just really wanting to see what your team does? Um, just you know your overall thoughts on on the NFL draft. Any any player that you want your team to go out and acquire? What are your thoughts on the NFL? Will you be watching it? You know we all know that it's virtual. Um, uh, Roger Goodell he is going to be announcing the um the, the draft picks from his basement. So everything is virtual. They will have cameras. In the how in the homes of you know the the um, more prominent players. Um, so, anything you're looking forward to, not looking forward to? What are your thoughts? Let's start with Janelle. I'm really interested to see how they're going to pull this off. Mm. Um, I was watching um, an interview with our coach this morning, and he was talking about all the technical difficulties that they have, and then Dimitrov was mentioning that. They actually pay to have, um, because we're supposed to have bad storms tomorrow, they actually pay to have generators put out 
um, at the home, at their home, so that just in case the lights went out, they wouldn't be without. He said, "Hey, boy, they all are equipped with three cell phones. I mean, it's it's crazy what they have to go wow. through in order to pull this off. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to turn out. As far as what we acquire, we need help mm-hmm. on both ends right now. So I I'm, I don't care what we're doing. I just need them to do something." And this is one of those years that, because I think in the first round we have the 16th pick, but usually at least for the last three years, what Dimitrov has done has um, traded up to make sure that we get an earlier pick. So I'm hoping that he's going to do this, do that this year too. All right. So in the words of Goody Mob, they need to get up, get out, and get something. Say it, say it, Goody Mob, (laughs) say it. All right, all right. That that is a very good point, though. You know, I didn't even think about that because we are supposed to be expecting some really bad storms here in Georgia, um, the Atlanta area. I didn't even think about weather conditions across the United States that would interfere with, um, you know, internet service, uh, phone lines, stuff like that. That is a very good point. Man, I didn't think about that. Um, wow. Okay, uh, Terry, your thoughts. I'm I'm looking forward to to watching it, but I do I am you know kind of anxious as to see how the no the the demeanor of the Mm -hmm. dress players because you know normally you know when they're in the room they can walk up and they can shake the shake hands and you know um, receive their item. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering how the demeanor is is going to be. Um, with the players. Yeah. Okay. That's a good part. Very good part. So that's part of the the anticipation and just I know I look forward to that when they get on stage and they do that hug with Roger Goodell. Sometimes I know Roger will have to go uh, take a bath in some Epsom salt, take a couple of Advil. <laughs> the them brothers be picking him up and squeezing him, and I just know he be in yep. pain after day one of draft day. <laughs> yeah. So he might be looking forward to this isolation because he could, he he won't be getting beat up. And you know, light light people bruise real easy. So he probably looks like mm-hmm. he just got mm-hmm. in a car accident when he gets finished on draft night. Okay, ain't <laughs> low. Your thoughts? I I'm looking forward to it, but you know, that's gonna be interesting without the the, the touching and uh. Mm-hmm. But you know. That's gonna be interesting. Everything's gonna be interesting at this point in our in our lives, people. People meaning girls, ladies, women. <laughs> uh everything is gonna be interesting. Uh and it's just gonna see if we we'll never go back to where where we were before, but um we'll try to get close to it, I guess. But I hope that the people will, you know, have a different heart change and don't go back to their vomit. Just had to add that in there. Okay, well, we'll get back to the NFL draft here, but that's good. thank you for, for bringing that up, ain't Lou? Um, I'm definitely looking at <laughs> always, um, you're always welcome, baby. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see how it's going to play out. I, I, I just want to be able to, I hope we're able to still capture just the enthusiasm from the players because, you know, they, this is what they worked hard for, um, you know, and there's just nothing like seeing – uh, and these aren't really grown men. I know they're still kids, but 
you know, they're growing into their manhood. But, you know, just to see all that hard work and then, you know, just the, the sacrifice that the families have made and, you know, just to see these young brothers and just the excitement and, the, and the, the, just the pure emotion. So I hope we're still able to capture that because that's one of the, the best moments for me um, on, on draft night. And then I'm curious to see, and they were talking about this as well because, you know, there's always movement. You know, this team trying to up, you know, get get this trade and then move up in the draft. So they were saying that they don't anticipate a lot of, um, of movement in the draft this year because of will they be able to get the information in in time with delays and, you know, bad uh, reception and stuff like that. So, again, uh, to your point, Janelle, um, I'm pretty sure that everyone is going to be, like, having the, the plan B in place. Um was there was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals because we know they uh, pick first, and he kind of gave us a little uh, screenshot of his, his area, you know, where he was going to be the, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, where he was going to be watching the draft. And he had like four TVs, you know, he had like the main one right in front of him, then he had like one up higher and then two to the side, um, and saying that, you know, he was all set up, the team had, you know, got him all set up and everything. So, um, but they did. They don't anticipate a lot of, of movement as far as people trying to move up in the draft. See now where everyone is going to land. You know, will the teams, you know, who they were projected, who they were really wanting to get, will they fall in place for them? Um, will there be some, you know, in-house draft trades? You know, okay, well, just call them up. They're like, okay, you go ahead and get this man for me, and then we'll trade later on down the line. So um, I'm really curious to see where Chase Young is going to go uh, because, in my opinion, I think that he's the best player in the draft um, overall. You know, position aside, I, I think Chase Young is, is the best player coming out of the draft um, this year, Ohio Ohio State um, defensive end. <clears throat> I sure would love if my 49ers could jump up and get him, but I know that's not going to happen. And we really don't need a defensive, you know, a person on the defensive side of the ball as far as our, our uh, front. We did get rid of Buckner, but that's neither you know. Um, but I, I do hope that we go after one of the receivers, uh, Judy uh, Jerry Judy. I would really like to get him because he's one of the bigger receivers out there. Um, with us giving up uh, Emmanuel Sanders, our slot player. Now he wasn't big, but he was good in the slant, and that's what we need. Um, with, with we can get somebody, um, you know, that can offset Debo. Um, I think that would be wonderful for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but our secondary could use some help, too, because, you know, as good as Sherman might have been, you know, in the Legion of Boom, Doom, what was, what was y'all called? Legion of, what was it? Boom, yeah. <laughs> Legion of Doom, TJ. No, it's the Legion of Boom. You don't even know what the squad was called. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I don't. But <laughs> yeah, since he was back then, you know, let's keep it real. Sherman got burnt in the uh, in the so we could definitely uh, stir up our secondary. But um, curious to see, you know, if Joe Bur- Burrow does go number one, a quarterback out of LSU. But what I'm really looking forward to is Tua. I want to see how high does Tua go. So I want y'all to hit me up on the timeline. And ladies, because we know that Tua is one of the premier quarterbacks coming, you know, out of the draft this season. But the biggest question mark of Ashley that he has is his health. Um, so do you think his health will come into play? 
or do you, and, and let him fall out, let's say, the top ten? Or do you think that these teams will stay with their right mind and pick Tua as who he should be, one of the best quarterbacks coming out of the draft this year? Whoever wants to jump in. Oh, I definitely know he's going top ten. Okay. What about top five? Uh, I'll be shocked. I will be shocked. I'm one of the first three to go. I will be stunned. Okay, I'm sorry. It was a little background noise. We'll say that one more time, Chanel. I said I will be stunned if he is not one of the first three to get picked. I will be mm. absolutely stunned. Wait, you say first three? Yes. Let me tell you why. Because okay. um, there's a lot of need for quarterbacks right now. There's a, there are about okay. eight teams. I've been looking at this. There are about eight teams that are in need of quarterback right now. Okay. All right. Well, I want Stop right there because I want to let everybody know. Let's real quick go over the draft board. We're just going to do the top ten. So, uh, Bengals pick first, Redskins second, Lions third, the Giants, um, they're fourth, Jaguars nine, and the Browns ten. So, that's the top ten so far if there's no movement. So, out of those, okay, Bengals definitely. Redskins are kind of iffy because they did draft Haskins in the first round, what was that, last year. So, technically, they shouldn't need a quarterback. The Lions, we don't know what they're doing with Matt Stafford. Don't know if they're still trying to move him or if he even wants to still be in Detroit. Giants, you know, they got their man uh, last year. Dolphins, that's up in the air. Uh, Chargers, we know they're up in the air. They got rid of um, Rivers. Panthers, just signed their man, Teddy Bridgewater. Cardinals, we know that they have Kyler Murray. Jaguars, that could still be up in the air. That we know that they have mental magic, but do they, you know, follow uh, Leonard Fournette and try to go after Cam Newton? But that Jaguars position kind of uh, quarterback is still open. And then the Browns, we know that they have Baker Mayfield. So I don't know, Janelle, the top three Redskins, uh, Bengals, Redskins, or Lions, you think? Or, I think, or I think that. I think, right. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that it's going to be some movement. But we, okay. every year we go through this. Every year I say nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to end. Before they even get the next pick out, it's been a trade for something or something happens and somebody gets moved. So I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I will be, I, I definitely know he's going top 10, but I will be shocked if he doesn't end up going. But, um, And that, I won't say three. I'll say at least that top five. At okay. least that top five. Okay. Oh. Have you seen him? Are, are you a college football fan? Do you watch Do you watch college football? I watch the the major program. So yes, I have seen two a two a play. Tackle below. Tackle below. Oh, okay. Yes, I have seen him. And that miraculous. What was that? Um, two years ago when he came in for the injured player and and took the took the Alabama Crystal Tide to the to the championship. Well, that was, that was two years, no, two years ago, Clemson won, so it was three years ago. Wasn't that Tua? Or was that Jalen Hurts? Oh, TJ, do no, you even No, that was Tua. Yeah, that was Tua, yeah, that's right. Jalen Hurts, <clears throat> Jalen went down. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that was three years ago. Yeah, I've seen Tua play. He, he is, he is, he is a talent. Nice. Only thing is his health, though, that's what I'm saying. And that can, that can push you down a little bit, especially Coming right off of surgery, you know, because they look good, 
You know, they say that everything is healing and he should be ready for, you know, OTAs, camp and all that, if everything stays on schedule. But quarterback is your franchise. If you have any hesitation, I don't know. I don't know. JB says Miami could definitely pick him at five. I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, ladies, I want to get y'all in here, though. Uh, Terry, A. Lou, y'all want to sign in? I don't know the guy, so mm-hmm. I couldn't. Uh, but I guess he could be anywhere between one and ten. Don't know. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with him, so I really can't comment on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, he is, he is definitely exciting to watch, and I think his injury is making it even more intriguing. Yeah, that's right. Hurst uh, started and got benched. That's right. Coming out of halftime, um, uh, they went ahead and benched Hurst. Tua came in and took him on to, to the championship. Still think that Clemson should have won, but that's okay. Oh, no, was that Clemson or was that Georgia? Mm. I'm trying to think back. Janelle, do you know? No, I think it was fun. I don't know. That might have been Georgia. JB, hit me up. Was that Georgia? I think it might have been Georgia because Georgia should have won that game. They had been leading the whole whole first half, and then it came back. I think it was Georgia. Yeah, that was when Alabama beat Georgia. But um, Isaiah Simmons, too. He is the uh, linebacker from Clemson, coming out of Clemson. Clemson <laughs> – they know how to, to uh, breed some, some football players. Clemson, Alabama. Clemson LSU. and Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State too. Ohio State as well. But Clemson, them boys, I mean, they they lose their whole team, though. It's <laughs> to the NFL. Them and LSU, they lose their whole defense, it seems like, coming into the NFL. But it's going to be exciting, though. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited. This is, a, this is one of the um, premier draft classes that I've been looking forward to where it's like you don't know who's going to go where, and there's just a lot of talent um, in, in the draft this year. So I'm excited. Kicking off tomorrow night, uh, ESPN, ABC, and NFL Network, they will all be combining to bring us the NFL Draft 2020 NFL Draft. All right. So, ladies, with that, I just want to uh, share one more story that I heard with you. Get your thoughts on it real quick. That'll be a wrap. Guess who is that or who wants? to be the next owner of a Major League Baseball team. This is a powerhouse. Oh, oh dear. If I have never, never seen it. Y'all want to take a guess? One of the premier powerhouse couples out there now who would have enough to, to combine to own a Major League Baseball team? Who, TJ, who? A powerhouse, wait, a po- I want to take a guess. You said a powerhouse couple. Yeah. That would have enough capital of a baseball team. Yeah. The only people I can think of with that kind of money is Beyonce and Jay Z. Nope. Close. One is in one is in entertainment. Ooh. One of the. We're going to do the Jeopardy countdown. Yeah. (laughs) 
Jeopardy countdown ever. That was horrible. Well, thank you very much. I'll try better next time. Okay. Will y'all give up? Yeah, yeah give up. I'm still, uh, I'm still from the block. No, I have a little, but I got a lot. Stop playing. Yeah. J-Lo and her man, A-Rod. Yes. So they got what? the capital backing of J.P. Morgan. And they are now going to try to submit their bid to be an owner of the New York Mets. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See that coming. How you like them out? Red hey. and juicy. Red and juicy. <laughs> she said red and juicy. You see what I'm talking about? Don't <laughs> juicy. I'm talking about Lou. You want her red out. All right, ladies, that's going to do it for tonight. That is a wrap. So we're ready for our shout out. We'll start with Terry tonight. <laughs> ladies, you guys are such a wonderful group of ladies. I just love you so dearly. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart, and I pray that we all just continue to uplift one another, pray for one another. You know, in this pandemic, so much is going on. Our governor is like he's losing his mind and, you know, opening up things, I think, too quickly. But uh, And I just pray that it all cease soon, um, that, you know, all this will be over soon so that we can get back to you know, our day-to-day lives. Um, but I love you guys, and just be have a blessed week and continue to do what God would have you to do. Blessings yeah, to you. you. Thank you, thank you. Janelle. You're welcome. I would like to thank you, ladies, for another wonderful Wednesday night. And I want to give a shout-out to all the seniors this year. Um, I feel so bad for them because they don't get a chance to participate in all the things that seniors normally do. But it doesn't mm-hmm. make us any less proud of you guys. So That's kudos true. to all the seniors. That's true. Very good, Janelle. Very good shout out. I love that. Hey, Lou. Shout out to the world. Joy to the world. Um, I just want to say to you girls, I love you, but all of you, Janelle. Three pieces, Miss Terry, two, Tina, one. Um, love you. Just, just put the pieces together and you figure it out. Um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> okay. I, uh, I just, uh, TJ, you did a wonderful job tonight with the show. Um, and, you know, with all this stuff going on, you know, we, we still got to keep hope alive and, I'm still trying to walk in joy in the midst of all this. Um, and like like Ms. Terry said, we've got to pray for one another, and I'm doing that daily for you guys uh, because you all part of the family, whether you want it or not, whether you want to be or not. And, um, you know, and I, I just um, encourage you to just keep on keep on uh, keeping the faith and, and just keep on living each day because it's, 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 it's about to break. And so we just got to be ready, but... Like you said, Miss Terry, we can't go out there too soon. Or we just got to really be led by the Spirit of God on when we should go. You know, everybody else can do what they want to do, but we need to make sure we're hearing God. You know what I mean? Amen. 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 That's all. That's it. All right. Wonderful, ladies. Well, until next time, 
We'll be back in the same back, same back station. Y'all be good and stay safe. All right? And I love you, ladies. Amen. Love Thank you. Like that. All Goodbye, right. Goodbye, girl. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. That was the fearsome foursome. Ain't Lou, Terry, Janelle, and TJ holding down the fort. Shout out to Ms. Last D and for JB. They had the answer to the new uh, power couple that's trying to uh, become owners in the Major League Baseball organization. So thank y'all. All right. Uh, let's see real quick here. Wednesday, Wikipedia. Um, 1982, the Atlanta Braves, they ended their 13-game winning streak to start the season. It was the longest streak of wins at the beginning of the season in Major League Baseball history. That was in 1982. And then in 2004, Pat Tillman, he was killed in Afghanistan. Um, Pat played for four seasons in the NFL with the Cardinals, um, and it was Pac-10 Player of the Year. In 1997, um, he halted his NFL career, everyone remembers, to join the Army uh, Rangers. Um, he felt compelled to do that after uh, the September 11th attacks on our um, on our country. And um, like I say, he was a member of the Army Rangers, but was killed by friendly fire. All right. So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia. Um, oh, I'm sorry. In 2010, just check that out. Was it 10 years? No, 2010, 20, 20. Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's 2010. That is when it happened. Uh, the NFL draft was aired in prime time for the first time. Can you believe it? Yeah, 10 years ago. We just went prime time. All right. So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for April 22nd. All right. Shout out to you, Wendell K. I see in the house, Julius Hargrove. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. All right. So that is going to do it for the show. We will be back next Wednesday night. Um, birthdays that were celebrated, Luther Vandross. Uh, he would have celebrated his birthday April the 20th, turning 69. Can you believe we lost him in 2005? Man, that doesn't seem like it's been that long. But, again, thank you. Um, just for all the beautiful music that he has left behind, his spirit and legacy will never die. Shout out to uh, birthdays today. Sherry Shepard turns 53. Jack Nicholson, number one Lakers fan, turns 83. Can you believe it? He's 83. And Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> turns 34 today, so shout out to him. Uh, Marlon, Mr. Silicon Valley, shout out to him. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers. Shout out to Stephanie, Shanisa Morgan, Mara, Didi, Jackie, and Brianna. Um, also, great big shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength with um, Lucinda's lyrics once again. And I have to shout out the ladies, the fearsome foursome, Aunt Lou, Terry, and Janelle, just for everything you bring to the show, um, the debates, the topics, um, just the conversation, uh, the laughter, you know, all of it. I love you, ladies. I love you, and I thank you for all that you bring to the show. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Shout out to each and every one of you who tune in to the show. Marty, I see you. Jen in the house. My Auntie Karen, thank you all so much. Whether you listen 10 minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, one hour, I thank you for the support. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girl on Wednesday nights. And also, don't forget, pick up your copy, TJ's Motivational Moments, 16-disc CD for your Pure listening enjoyment, all right? One for 15, two for 25. And last, but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, just for everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2. I love you, Essie. Thank you just for everything. All right, y'all. So that is going to do it for the show tonight. Um, like I said, we'll be back next Wednesday night, 8 to 10 p.m. To reach us, 347-826-7924. Log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 Or catch us live and in living color, Facebook Live. Tina D. Jackson is the name. 
sports. If you haven't figured it out already, you're late, but that is my game. <laughs> All right, y'all, so that leaves time for only one more thing. That is TJ's Motivational Moment. And tonight, it's, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's a motivational moment or more of a public service announcement. Um, but, Tara, she kind of um, um, brought it up, you know, in her shout-outs tonight. But what I really want to focus on is just um, we have to look out for ourselves. If you are in the state of Georgia, you have been succumbed to the leadership of the most uh, moronic person I think could be in this leadership position, um, Governor Kemp. Not only does he come out uh, a month ago and tell the world that 24 hours before him coming out doing a press conference, he just realized that you could be asymptomatic and pass on the virus, that he found that out 24 hours, and they'd only been talking about it for two months. You come out and tell the, you tell the world you know, that you just found out 24 hours ago. Now, in the midst of a pandemic, not following your own president's uh, rules that uh, in order to make any changes to the social to the um, stay-at-home order that your state must see a 14-day decline in uh, potential, um, you know, people having the virus or, or cases. You know, you have to have a 14-day decline for new cases. He wants to open up the state in phase one to nail salons, hairstylists, barbershops, massage therapists, tattoo parlors, and bowling alleys. Still having social distancing. Where the hell do they do that at? I do not understand. I do not know how he, I know how he got the position. Um, but who does he have in, the, in his camp? Is there not anyone, along with our president, that can tell somebody no, that this is not a good idea, that this is not what we should be doing? I understand that everybody wants the economy to come back up. I understand that people have lost their jobs. They are losing their livelihood. They want to get back to work. I understand that. But when did economics over, overrule life? We are dealing with life and death here. We are over 46,000 people dead due to COVID. And you want to open up in phase one, nail salons, barber shops, massage therapists, tattoo parlors, and the bowling alleys. For what? And still practice social distancing? It is a firm confirmation that we must govern ourselves. Yes, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. You have the right to live your life the way you want to live it. But that's just it. You have to live your life. Everyone, please look out for yourselves. Take care of you and yours. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, we'll see you back here, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then. Be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.